feels perfect Other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything in between Yo, it's crazy, amazing We can turn our heart through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life
The weather here has actually been uh, great. Um, it's been a little bit on the chilly side, but uh, but it's been great. Um, I don't mind. I, I don't mind cold weather um, as long as it's not as long as the wind isn't blowing too hard, and as long as it's not two degrees outside. I actually don't mind it. But uh, we we've actually had fall weather the past few days, and even when the hurricane uh, came up this way, um, it didn't reach this far. Um, so we were actually very fortunate. So Saturday we had a little bit of rain in the morning, but then it just kind of kind of mellowed out. And uh, yesterday was a really nice day, and then uh, today was a was another nice day. So we we we've had fall weather, I should say. We it hasn't been hot, it has been cold. We we've just had some good fall weather these past few days. So that was that, that has really been a blessing. Yeah, yeah, same here. Same, just, just beyond words uh, for this weekend, including today. Including today, I got to be outside quite a bit today. Um, I went out shopping to an outlet mall, and it was just, it was gorgeous. It was just beautiful. So, hopefully, yeah. you all who are listening, you have the same weather uh, where you are, and you're not in harm's way of the storm or not having to recoup from that. So. Um, moving right along again, thank you all. I want to um, just get this out, and I'll get it out again. I want to remind you all of, um, and I don't want to forget this, which is why I'm kind of giving it to you now, and then I'll hopefully share it again before we get off. But if you know of or if you are connected with any high school juniors or seniors, um, we're having the Discovering Character Discover Character Workshop. November 13th, that's Sunday, November 13th, is going to, well, I'll finalize this tomorrow as of right now, and if everything goes as, a, as planned when I go in there tomorrow, then I'll finalize it, and it will be at main event, and November 13th is a Sunday afternoon. Um, we'll work out the time, but it, it will be that Sunday afternoon, and again, that's for high school juniors and seniors um, discovering character workshop. So, we're going to give out certificates and bring you guys back or the, or the young people who do attend. We're going to bring them back for an additional workshop where they hopefully will be able to utilize um, just the knowledge gained uh, when filling out their application for college and things like that. So it's, it's a really a great program that hopefully we'll be able to continue next year or maybe even at the beginning of the year because we're only going to be able to accept about 25 students now, I think, is what it will end up being total. And we probably will have a bulk of them from the Gandhi King Youth Conference that we did. We had a lot of students that were really, really interested. So, But but nonetheless, if you know someone uh, here in Memphis, of course, we're, we're just going to do it here to start. Please share that information or contact me, and I'll get the information out to you. We'll have all of that finalized tomorrow, hopefully. Rodney, um What's going on with your shirts and ties? So we are actually starting this Thursday. Um, it will be our first meeting um, after school. So we have about ten boys um, who who signed up to be in the in the club. So we're going to meet with them Thursday, and uh, it's going to be just an introduction uh, to the club and letting them know uh, the expectations and um, some of the things that we're going to be doing. Um, and then I'm going to show them uh, how to tie a necktie, um, so that way uh, they will be ready to go um, 
for the rest of the school year. So we're going to dress up. Uh, we're going to wear shirts and ties for the rest of the school year. I'm not going to be picky about uh, pants or shoes just because um, I feel like if, if they're not dressing up and we can get them in a shirt and tie, then we're already off to a good start. So I'm uh, definitely going to do that, and uh, they're going to have to uh, wear their um, at least tuck their shirts and their pants. So, uh, but we're we're really excited, and the whole goal of it is is just to teach them what it means to be a gentleman. Because I feel like uh, that has been lost in our society. Guys don't know how to be guys don't know how to be guys anymore. Guys don't know uh, their natural role um, as a male anymore. And so we want to uh, try to get these young men started early, so that way. Uh, if nothing else, um, hopefully we can at least uh, spark something within them that will make them want to pursue uh, uh, that path and want to say, hey, you know, I don't want to walk around with my pants hanging down. I don't want to uh, feel like I have to go in this classroom and be the class clown and get in trouble or, uh, you know, uh, so they won't feel like, you know, they they have to miss school or just 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 something to try to, you know, empower them and, and teach them what it is to be a gentleman, teach them, you know, uh, what it means to be chivalrous, what it means to uh, have proper etiquette. Uh, we want to, like, teach them how to set a table properly. Uh, we want to uh, teach them how to talk to people and let them know that, you know, uh, it's okay to speak slang and, and use, uh, you know, social media talk or, or text talk when you're talking to your friends, but when you go out uh, into public, you know, there's a certain way p- people expect you to carry yourself. And if you're able to turn those things on and off, then you'll go a lot further. So uh, just want to do that, and, and uh, we're hoping to uh, take them on a college trip um, just so that we can expose it to them uh, uh, now uh, before they get to high school. Right now they're in sixth grade, so... We don't want them to uh, to hear about college for the first time when they're in ninth grade because by then it's too late. Uh, but we also want them to know that if they don't go to college, um, then that doesn't mean that they're a failure uh, because there are so many other needs in our society um, that people who go to college call on all the time. You know, people don't usually go to college to be a mechanic, but yet, you know, you need somebody to work on your car. Um you know, so just things like that. So uh, we're 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 excited. We're excited, and uh, we're going to meet with them once a month. But they're going to dress up every uh, Thursday. So I'm excited to see how it goes. Okay, great, 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 Rodney. I like what you said at the end, and I'm, I think I'm going to start there where you said when you're able to turn it on and off. But before we do that, um, you guys, phone lines are open. Remember the call in number eight one eight six nine one seven four. Again, 818-691-7406. If you want to go live with us online, you can just call that number, select the number one, and we'll pull you in by area code that you're calling from and the last four digits, again, of the number that you're calling from. Chat line is open as well for those of you who are registered followers. You can chat with us there. We are back and forth there and as well as on Facebook, both Rodney and I. So be patient with us. We will We'll get with you or get to you as quickly as possible. Um, I think we did the news. Rodney, you said when you're able to turn it on and off, whatever it is, 
And I think we miss so much, um, so much when we don't get that because I think we think that we don't have control over a lot of things, and a lot of things we don't. But when it comes to your life as to what you turn on and off, it's when we don't turn it on or we don't turn it off. That's that that's where that's about what this show is about tonight. When you just kind of stay stuck in the middle because you you don't make a decision to turn it on or to turn it off. Something, something, someone, um, a challenge, an occurrence, a situation in your life, and that's where the where it becomes no more. What are you gonna do? No more. When you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, what do you choose to do? Do you choose to stay in that moment? long enough until you talk yourself back into the circumstance or back back into tolerating the circumstance, the situation, or do you, when you're in that moment, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, do you use that moment as your fuel, and do you keep that fuel going enough to get you out of the situation into the reality of it so that you can make a change? That's what this is about I, I I read a post. It was actually Corey's wife, Rodney, that um, oh, okay. that led me to the adding the meaning of life to it. I had already come up with the no more, but when I saw her post about, and and I I believe she's had a death in her family, a friend of hers or something passed away, and she of course is is is, is saddened by that and having to deal with that, and it left her, uh, from what I could tell from the post, just saying. You know, I'm just kind of pondering about what is really the meaning of life, and it was just just that simple, and that led me to go kind of do some search because it's a question: How often do we ask ask ourselves that about our own life? Um, and as, in my opinion, I feel that's what we are missing. We're missing number one, the knowledge of or the importance of knowing your purpose, the gift that God gave you, that thing that you are willing to do for free that that when you're doing it you get lost you just kind of get you you become like out of body you know it's not it's not you sometimes it's not you but it is because there's so much joy so much peace um when you do it and and I was telling maybe Brandon um I forget sometimes because especially lately because I stepped away from it for a minute but when I was speaking with those kids a few weeks ago, I should have been just drop dead tired because I had little sleep that that week. I I slept hardly, probably less than ten hours. I'm serious. I was just up because that's how I get. I get so caught up in it until by the time the day comes, I should not be able to do it. Like I should really just be tired. But I'm just the opposite. I'm getting up. I'm ready to go. I go do it, and when I'm when it's over, that's when I crash. It's like okay, I get I gave you guys everything, even things that I didn't have, and so because of that, that's what I want to do more. I want to make that my mission to get in in front of young people who have a desire, or even those ones who just who may not have that desire but need someone to help plant it there because of what they're going through. They're in that, that stage of not on, like you said, Rodney, and not off, don't don't really know that they have control to turn it on or off. So that's how kind of the show came about. 
um, and, and adding the meaning of life to it. Um, and as we go through the show, you guys, think about your life. Does your life have meaning? Are you giving your life meaning? Because one of the quotes I found was the meaning of life is to give life meaning. That means to give your life meaning, not based on what someone else is doing, someone what someone else thinks. Like Rodney said earlier, everybody may not want to go to school. And that it really, that is a reality. Everybody does not want to go. Everybody is not going to go. And we should not make those ones feel inadequate if they, if they choose not to go. But let's find out what their gift is, what they're passionate about, what can they do, that, what, what thing that they, they can do that fuels them, that gives them life. I remember being in Clarksville going for, for and this was many, many years ago, Clarksville, Tennessee, and this, this person was, was directing school traffic so much so until it made you want to do it. I mean, it's like how, how much joy can you find um, in doing it? I mean, really, it made you want to do it. And I was looking at, um, I believe it was Soulful Sunday, one, one Sunday. I'm not sure. And I, and I think the guy said, I believe this was the guy that wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul. He said that if you are a plumber, a plumber, when you leave, when you leave someone's presence, they should, they should want to go home and think, I know there must be something I can hire him to do. Something's wrong in here. That's just how much energy you should have behind it. So as we go through this, you guys, think about the meaning of life and are you giving your life meaning. So, Rodney, um, Rodney anything? Absolutely. So I, I just want to kind of pick up where you left off, Tim, and I want to, I want to start with Ecclesiastes, the third chapter. Um, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to pick out a few things from here and, and just kind of talk about it. Um, and, again, it's Ecclesiastes, the third chapter, the first. I'm going to start at the first verse. And it says, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. So um, understand that no matter what happens in your life or no matter what is going on in your life, there's a season for everything, and 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 just like when we think about our our natural seasons, even our years have seasons. Every year there there are seasons, and if you live in a in an area like like we do here in Virginia, then you get to experience all four seasons. But to everything there is a season, so no matter what no matter no matter what you can think of in life. There is a season, meaning there is a time. There is a time for it. And then it says there is a time to every purpose under the heaven. So just because you are not necessarily where you want to be or where you think you should be, it just may not be the time because it says there is a time to every purpose under under the heaven, and that time is not your time. So it 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 has to come to pass, and just like we've seen in, in other scriptures, where even if you don't fulfill the purpose, somebody else will. Like Moses never entered the promised land, but somebody else did. So just understanding that that there are things that have to be done here on earth, and somebody is going to do it. And you may be the person who God has chosen 
to do the work. I grew up in a house with nine other kids. I'm the only one living the life that I'm living today because there was a job that had to be done, and I was chosen to do that job. And then verse 2 just kind of goes into different things, and it says a time to be born and a time to die. So there are two things that are going to happen. You're going, you're going to you're going to be born and you're going to die. Now, if you notice, whenever somebody, uh, whenever you look at somebody's life, you always see a year at the beginning, and then you see a year at the end. But if you notice, there's always a hyphen in between the two. That hyphen, that hyphen represents life or represents that person's life, and everything that has happened between those two years. And then it says a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up. So there's a time for everything. And that's why I said, like, even with our kids, we're going to teach them there's a time and a place for everything. They just have to understand, if they're in control of it, they have to understand when they are able to turn it on, and they have to be able to turn it on and turn it off. I'm going to skip down to verse 11, Tim, and it says, he hath made, meaning he meaning God, hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he has set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. I know that there is no good in them but for a man to rejoice and to do good in his life. And also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. So it is God's gift to you that you should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all of your labor. So nothing you do is or should be in vain because it is God's will that you enjoy the good of your labor. So the question is, one, are you laboring? Two, if you are laboring, what are you doing? Because you, whatever you're doing, it says enjoy the good of your labor because that's God's gift to you. So if you're not enjoying, if you don't find satisfaction from your labor, guess what? You need to find something else to do because you're supposed to be enjoying the good of your labor. I don't make a whole lot of money as a school teacher, but guess what? I love I love my profession. I love getting uh, getting up in the morning and going and, and, and doing what I do every day. And then it says, I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken away from it. And God doeth it, that men should fear before him. And I'm going to drop down to the last verse, Sammy, and it says, Wherefore I perceive that there is nothing better than that a man should rejoice in his own works, for that is his portion. For who shall bring him to see what shall be after him? I'm going to say this before I turn it back over to you, Tammy. And that is, what I've read so far is simply saying to all of us, one, that there's a time for everything. So there's no need to be fearful. There's no need to worry. There's no need like you said in the description, Tammy, get all worked up about anything. 
So no more means no more. Stop focusing or don't focus on what you want or what you think you need or where you think you should be, but take the time to enjoy what you are doing right now because what you what you are doing right now should be leading you to your purpose or should have some connection to your purpose because I can't speak for anybody else on this call tonight, but what I can say is every time I've done something or tried to do something that was not in line with what I am supposed to be doing here on earth, there was no satisfaction in it for me. There was no satisfaction. I've tried the whole network marketing thing, never found happiness in it, never found success in it. But every time I do something in the realm of education, it always works out. It's always a blessing. Mm -hmm. So find out what your purpose is and enjoy your life. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your works. When you there, There's no way that you should work 40 hours a week and be broke all the time. If so, you've got to find something else to do. Now, if you're working while you're trying to better your life, okay. But at the end, you're going to be able to enjoy that work. Put yourself in a position so that you can say no more. Put yourself in a position where no one has to uh, hype you up because you don't have to live in bondage. You don't have to live in oppression. You don't have to live that way because it was meant for you to enjoy life here on earth. And Jesus said, blessed is the person who enjoys this life and the next one. So it was meant for you to enjoy. But you can't if your mind is on the wrong thing. You can't if your heart isn't in the right place. Rodney, I think that with with some of the things going back to some of the things that you said, uh, mainly with distraction, don't don't get so so worked up. I think is what you said, and I think it's important to realize getting worked up, getting um, about your situations, your circumstances, especially when you're in the moment, in that moment where you say no more. I think people have they have those regular occurrences where they say no more of this. What they don't do is stay in that moment a long, long enough to mm-hmm. get out of it. They will rationalize themselves backwards because we are naturally, naturally afraid of the unknown, of change. We are naturally afraid of that, naturally. And I'll give you an example here shortly, but I just wanted to make sure you realize when you are distracted, when you are worked up about anything, any given situation, in most cases you are not going to be effective. You are not. So if you're in, even if you're in that phase of saying, I'm sick and tired of this, I'm not taking this anymore, I'm not doing this anymore, how many times, ask yourself the question, how many times have I said this about this very same situation or thing? How many times have I said these words and how long has the um, that moment lasted? How long has whatever my, I'm feeling then, how long did it last and what did I do? 
and why am I here again saying no more to the same situation, same thing, or the same people? And mm-hmm. another thing, don't make money. As you're chasing or trying to figure out um, what brings you joy, your your labor and things like that, don't make money. Don't make money the determining factor. So often, mm-hmm. I mean, kids today, I see kids where they go to school to be things that they they had no, no, no desire to be. Using your profession, there are a great number of children, young people, I'll say, who wanted to be teachers, who want to be teachers, but because of the salary, they go mm-hmm. they go for something else. They they are miserable mm-hmm. in doing their in doing their day to day. And how um, how often do we stay? How many hours do we spend at work? Forever, we work all the time. But mm-hmm. if there's no joy, then what are you? What's going to come home with you? If you're going to work for eight hours doing something that brings you no joy, and so mm-hmm. again, no more is about figuring out what is that in your life and what are you going to do about it, and understanding that it's never too late to chase your dream, your passion, your purpose. It is never too late. Matter of fact, I feel like if you don't, life does not grow. It just stays stagnant. You just kind of you just kind of walk around doing life uh, like everybody else. And it, mm-hmm. it, in my opinion, people seem to be seem to have checked out of life, tapped out. They're just getting up. They have a routine of getting up, going to work, and in most most cases, they end up miserable. And again, we are naturally, naturally zoned to fear or to feel some kind of way about change. You have to be purposeful when you are transforming your life. You have to wake up thinking, um, being conscious about your thinking. You want to get your thought process to the point where it's automatic to where you become so you and you know the things that you will deal with, not deal with, flow with, not flow with, until it becomes an automatic thing for you that comes from a place of who you are, not who you are pretending or trying to be or you're trying to save face um, by not dealing with some situations or some things. You're trying to save face because what is someone going to think about this yeah. situation? Well, really, it we have a call whenever you're ready, Sammy. Okay, okay. Um, go ahead, Rodney. I'll pin up. Just put a pin here Are where you? I stopped and we'll take it. Okay. <laughs> oh, I wasn't trying to cut you off. I just wanted to let you know. Oh, no, 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 because I didn't know we had one. So, no, go go on and take it. I wasn't paying attention to it. We're going to bring in our caller from area code 504, last four digits are 7037. Caller, you on the air? Yes, there is a caller. Yes, there is a caller. <laughs> What's going on, brother? <laughs> Like that call, it might spoil it, man. Hey, this is uh, this is Trent with the sports report for the Monday Night Football. Real quick, <laughs> one thirty-nine. Uh, slow brother. game tonight. It's a slow game tonight, man. Slow game tonight. One thirty-nine in the first quarter. Um, Tampa Bay up by three points, so it's three-zero oh. uh, over the Carolina Panthers. Oh man. I need more than that, man. I'm trying. Uh, I need. I need. I need. I need a high-scoring game, man. 
Yeah, man. You know, uh, I mean, you know, if Dallas was in here playing, you know, they probably have some higher scores. They they scored pretty high yesterday, but you know, <laughs> we don't know how long that's gonna last. <laughs> I don't know. I can tell you how long this sports report is gonna last. I can tell you that. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Anyway, great topic, man. Uh, great, great topic, guys. Tonight, I'm, I'm sitting there listening. I'm not gonna put my two cents into this one, but it's uh, if it moves me to actually add my voice to it, I will. But you know, as as promised, Rodney, I wanted to come on and give you the sports report because Tammy, you I'll know, preach. she just loves to do these. She loves to do these shows on Mondays, and I don't understand it because you know, this, this is Monday Night Football, you know. <laughs> It reminds me of a, it reminds me of a commercial, man. When a guy says "Not my Sunday," then he pushed the boat out into into the water. <laughs> you know, what I'm not my Mondays. We're gonna have to change this. I'm doing like Christopher Columbus. I'm, I'm hijacking shows. <laughs> you know, so you know. people are but dying. How are you, Tammy? I'm weekend. sorry. How are you? I am wonderful, and people are dying. We got to keep the movement going. We can't. We we got plenty of time for Monday Night Football. If you don't get enough on Sunday, I'm sorry. Well, they can catch me on Friday. You know what I'm saying? That you can do something else on Mondays. You know, you notice yeah, I do them, shows, you know, your, on Fridays. You know? Tell them about your show on Fridays. Now, this conversation show with Lisa. On what? Yeah. What'd you say? What What did you say? People don't have time for shows on Friday. Now, that's the night you don't Oh, they have time it. for me. Oh, no. oh, they have time for me because, I mean, well, I'll tell the folks about the show and I'll send you over the numbers for Friday night show, past Friday night show. Oh, they have time. But anyway, there's a conversation show featuring Lisa Tillman Page on the YRN 1328 uh, app. But we, uh, we, you know, we bring um, thought-provoking topics every single Friday at 8 Central, 9 Eastern. So, you know, I put the ego aside and it's not conversation with Trent any, anymore. It used to be that for years and, you know, Anthony and all those guys twist my arm. I said, you know what, let me go out and give this girl some play. But no, no I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Trent, how do they listen? I don't, did you tell them how to get you on, how to, to find it? Yeah, the YRN 1328 app is absolutely free um, through – Google Play through the Androids, through the um, iPhones, and all that good stuff. So they can download it for free and check out uh, check out the show. And they can also hey, call in, right? Yeah, they can call in three four seven three two six nine one three nine is the call in number. So it's good stuff. But I'm going to continue to listen here because you guys are actually going in deep here, and I don't want Tammy to get upset, Rodney. You know, talking about him being selfish, taking over the airwaves. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do too much of Columbus today, so you know. Hey man, we appreciate the sports report. Yeah. Without a doubt, brother, and Tammy, it's not a holiday. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm gonna continue to listen, brother. All right, we're appreciating it, uh, Tammy. I'm turning it back over to you. Okay, I'll, I'll, thanks, Trent, um, for the Dallas report. Um, <laughs> got that one, didn't y'all? Okay, let me let me pick back up um, 
I think y'all stopped me at a good point. I'm trying to go back here. Let's let's just say this. I think I was talking about how nat- it's just natural natural to avoid or to be discomforted when changed when we have to make a change or when, even when we're we're forced to make a change. And just think of just as I read about this read this today where it was talking about if you're driving and you know you know your direction, you know the way you're going. And this is this is me for real. Like I freak out when this happens when I'm traveling, um, and you run into a detour. That feeling you get to because you don't know how long. Where do we go from now? Just that natural feeling of something has changed. Something has altered what I know to be true. It could be that this detour is going to get you there quicker and safer because of the construction or whatever. But that doesn't matter. It's just that they, what you know has been challenged, so to speak. Even in life, more so in life, whether it's good or bad, when, it's cha- when it challenges you, you are, you are threatened in some way. And a lot of that is natural. That is why it's so important to, know, to get to know who you are, to study yourself, to truly study yourself. Who am I? What is going on in my life? Where are the areas that I have said no more? At least twice. Mm-hmm. And when does no more be enough? When when does no more stop here in that area of your life? And if it doesn't stop here, if it didn't stop there the last time, why? What are you afraid of? What keeps you from stepping out and doing it? And I'll tell you, anything worth, anything worth having requires effort and focus and persistence. And it has to become a habit in your life. Go ahead, Rodney. No, I was just going to add patience. I was going to say um, it also requires some patience. Right, right. Absolutely, because it doesn't happen it doesn't happen overnight. I, I mean, that right there is so important because if you think it, it's going to happen overnight, uh, I think I put a post out there last week that it takes 10, and I think this is wrong. I think it takes a lot more time, but it takes 10 times longer to change your life as it did to kind of screw it up. And I hate that word, screw it up, but it takes 10 times longer. It says, I think that's even more because it's, it's really hard to, ch- to to turn yourself inside out. It's difficult. Again, because mm-hmm. you are, you're having to change, also you're having to acknowledge that something is wrong or not right. Let's say that. That something is not right, that you're not happy in this place. And I think it's a dissatisfaction. It's, I think the worst thing is to get up daily for God to give you breath, to give you life, and you don't make the best day ever of that day. At least that is that when it's not your desire, some people get up with intentions on not having a great day or making it better or living their best life. So when what is your no more, people? And, and if somebody wants to jump in here and share, if you're going through something in your life where, where you see that you, you have things that you are repeatedly doing um, and your life seems to always end up, back at this place, in a sense. Not maybe the same situations, same people, but somehow you get that momentum 
you get into that phase of of um, no more. You hang on to it just long enough to be frightened about the results. Will I change? Will I make it? What are the results? But when your when your fear when you fear more of going back to the what you know, when you fear the feeling of that, what you the reality of that place behind you, that feeling, when you fear that more than the unknown, you're on your way. When you're willing to step out in spite of your fear of the unknown. That Tammy, this reminds, different. this reminds me ahead, of this reminds me of church and the prayer line. And I know like I'm uh you know, when I was going to church every Sunday, every Wednesday, every choir rehearsal, um mm-hmm. and all of that, it was the same people in the prayer line Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. And my thought eventually became, why is it that you have the same struggles every week? Why is it that you come to church on Sunday and you get in the prayer line, um, you quote, catch the spirit, and then you leave church feeling good, and then the rest of the week is not so good for you. And what I started to notice was that in church, at least the ones that that are more common, I guess, um, but, but I started to notice that people were not getting the word. People were mm-hmm. more focused on... God the man rather than God the spirit. It was more so about a feeling instead of getting some substance. And and so people were having a hard time when they were not in church because they had nothing to stand on. Because when they went to church, they they were given emotions. They were given feelings. And so it was hard for them to say no more because they weren't giving anything that would help them conquer, not necessarily their problems, but conquer themselves. Um, Because you could put 10 different people in the same situation and you're going to get 10 different reactions or results because not everybody is going to handle that situation in the same way. And so my point is, in order for you to say no more or in order for you to walk away from something, you have to be comfortable within yourself. You have to be comfortable within your own skin. You have to be able to say no. You have to be able to say, you know what, even if they don't agree, I'm going to do this anyway because this is what I know I need to do for me. You have people, uh, uh, like you said earlier, you mentioned money, Tammy, but then you have people who stay in relationships for money. You have people who stay in relationships 
for sexual reasons. You have people who stay in relationships for convenience. You can't say no more to a man if you don't feel good about yourself. If you have low self-esteem, some woman is going to walk all over you. So you have to have the the the, the fruit that is going to get you in a position where you can't say no more. I'm going to bring uh, Trent back in here. Uh, Trent? Very powerful. Very, 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 yeah, can you hear me? Uh-huh. We can very, hear you now, brother. Powerful, very, very, very powerful comment, and I'd be remiss not to actually um, uh, expunge on that for a second when we talk about a feeling within the church or we're talking about how you know, when we're making these decisions, it's based on, on feelings and emotions. We talked about that uh, last week. But to say this, I like to see the uh, the movie uh, Birth of a Nation, the story about mm-hmm. Nat Turner, right? Yeah. And within that movie, brother, within that movie, Nat Turner was a preacher man who I, I read about Nat Turner, you know, two chapters that they gave us in, in school back in the day. But I'm going to say two pages, not even two chapters. But I never knew he was a preacher first. So when he was taught the Bible, he was taught the Bible by his master's um, wife. So, you know, she taught him to obey your master no matter what happens and, you know, just bow down to the master and blah, blah, blah. But when he stole the Bible and he started reading it for himself and he found that, that God is a God of vengeance and God protects his people, the lost tribe of Israel. That was a different type of situation once he started thinking about it, right? But mm-hmm. going back to the church and how they, how they, how they actually play on your feelings. Well, within this movie, this guy, Nat Turner, master, would take him to the different plantations to speak to the other slaves about obeying their masters because they heard about how much of a great preacher he was and how the slaves just followed him. So the vengeance and the, and the, the, the rage and the fire was ignited from what his master did when he was actually being paid to go across the county and across the, the states to preach, saying, obey your master. Hmm. And he did that for a number of years. And, 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 you know what I'm saying, playing on these, 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 these slaves' feelings because he was, he, was, he was preaching so well. But when he got mm. to the point where he was like, you know what, I'm a black man, and I'm going to make sure that my people are good, that's when uprising happened. But before that, all the feelings, all the emotion kept him enslaved, man. That was a great, that was a, that was a great, 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 great point. And that, that we could actually place that on relationships or anything else. So just like you said, a sexual, um, if it, you know, if you're enjoying the sex within that relationship, that could keep you enslaved. If you're enjoying that, if I'm giving Tammy a thousand dollars a month, she's going to enjoy that. That's going to keep her in that relationship, even though I'm a dog. She's enjoying that. I'm keeping her in yeah. bondage. But when you don't know yourself, when you have no clue of who you are. People can run and trample completely all over you. See, hmm. see, Trent, I want to stop there for just a second because that—that's what I was waiting for you to waiting for you to finish because I was going to jump in. You can't be played when you know who you are. No one can play you 
as a violin when you know you're a saxophone. And that's what we're missing is really tapping into knowing who we are, dealing with all of it, the good, the bad, the things you want to accept, the things you want to put away and change, and then taking the initiative, getting in that moment where I am sick and tired and no more of this, and then moving on. It's because we play in the middle of that. We get caught up in the in, in moving forward. We get caught up with, with being afraid of what's what's out there. And if you really mm-hmm. stop and let this simmer and think about it for a minute, it is crazy because you, as Rodney started off saying, when you can make that choice to turn it on and off, you make the choice. You do make it. You just make, in most cases, we make the wrong choice because we're afraid of what's on the right. other side, what we do not know. And so we get caught up. We got to stop going to the church looking for the pastor and the congregation to exactly. change us, number one. We got to stop that. As you see what the way the college Trent just described, that, that, even that can be manipulative. It is, not can be. When you do not know who you are, if you don't know this word for yourself, if you don't read it so that you know, you're able to, to determine your gift. And and then exactly. know the key that unlocks that gift. I think all of us has that special key that unlocks that gift. But we let exactly. society teach us this perception of what our lives should be and what makes lives valuable. What makes you valuable? It's the big the big fancy car, the big it, fancy it, house, the the great job, and all of this. When you see people that have that and they are miserable, so what are you chasing? Mm-hmm. Start chasing your life. Start chasing you, who you are. And then the pastor can't lead you astray. The man can't lead you astray. The woman can't leave you, lead you astray. You have to get to a point where you are willing to lose everything and everybody to find yourself. When you get to that point, you know because people start to respond to you differently. They call you crazy. Right. They think you've lost your mind, and that's okay. I can sure I can tell you guys this, and it's the crazy. It's, it even sounds crazy to me. I, as much as I love Brandon, you guys know it. I would be lo- willing to walk away from a relationship with my son to ch- to chase my purpose, to know, to be able to find mm-hmm. me and know my purpose. When you get to mm-hmm. that point, you are you know that that this is important. God's gift to you is the yeah, most important in thing place. in your life. Yeah, you, yeah, you you're in a different space when, when, when that purpose um when that purpose, you know, illuminated in your life and that, that light starts shining from within, you're in a different space. But I, I wanted to say and I'm, I'm gonna let you guys get on with your show. I want to say I want to get, let you guys get on with your show, but Rodney, I know that you're doing something with the ties for the for the little for the boys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Huh? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I'm doing something with the boys. Okay. Hey, listen. Um, and, and this is just me. This is just clean off the fly. If um, up to 20 kids, if if you could actually round those kids up, um. I'll pay for those tickets for the for the birth of a nation, so you can actually take them, and I'll just PayPal it to you. Okay, yeah, that'll work. I'll have to uh, go through the through the uh, school. It all depends on the rating of the movie, uh, yeah. which will determine whether or not they let me do it. 
Yeah, even even if it's even if it's the kids from the block, man. Even if from you know, from from no neighborhood or whatever, up to twenty kids. Uh, Anthony and I actually uh, we'll we'll actually um, we'll put the money up for twenty kids to go and see this movie. And you you know uh, the interesting thing um, uh, one one of the interesting things about Nat Turner. So that was actually uh, where Nat Turner uh, was was about an hour from where I grew up. That's why and I'm saying this. <laughs> would you would you believe that it is almost twenty seventeen now and the street where they hung Nat Turner, it is still called Hanging Tree Road and and it's Are almost twenty seventeen. The street where they hung oh, them wow. in Portland, Virginia. It's called Hanging Tree Road to this day. Well, the, bro- the the brother that directed it and starred in it he was about an hour away. I read his story, and he, he had been holding on to this film for eight years. It took him eight years to do it, and he said he was about 45 minutes to an hour outside of where all this stuff transpired. That's where he grew up at. I was, the, I was really uh, moved by this movie, man. The guy, I can't think of his name, uh, but but the black guy who was like the star in it, um, yeah, I Nate, didn't know Nate, that. His name. Nate Parker, yeah, we went to the same high school. Um, I don't know when he was there because I don't know how old he is, but I went to that school when I was in uh, ninth grade. Wow. <laughs> well, up to, yeah, up to twenty kids, man. Whether it be from whether it be from you know from the block or wherever or from the school, uh, Anthony and I will actually um, do up to twenty kids. It's a, it's an important film um, about history, about our history, and it needs to be you know. A lot of folks need to know that history. I was very, I, I was I, very I, proud when I left that movie theater. I'm all about it, man. I, uh, um, I, I do have a question for you and Tammy. Um, you know, when when we think about people who, um, let's say somebody is, is struggling to get out of a of a situation, do you guys think it's more so uh, they have gotten in too deep? And and they might they might want to get out and just can't, or do you think that uh, they can't get out because they don't want to? I know sometimes, you know, in, in cases like this, uh, you hear different opinions. Like let's, uh, uh, for an example, let's say somebody has a drug addiction. Um, some people might say, well. Uh, it's not that they don't want to; they just can't seem to break that habit. So, do you guys think it's more so, uh, you know, people are 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 really trying to to break free from certain things and just can't because they're they're so involved, or do you guys think it's a matter of willpower? I, personally, I, I think it's more of a comfort level. The more comfortable they are, the more they're. Uh, they're, they're, they're willing to stay in that situation. When it becomes uncomfortable for them, that's okay. where you see movement. Like in a situation, like personally for me, if a situation is uncomfortable for me, mm-hmm. I'm going to move myself out of that situation because I see where the growth is. So I'm going to go toward the growth. But everyone's not made up like that. So if they're comfortable in that situation, they're going to stay put. When they become uncomfortable, and and when, when folks are, are talking to them 
and they're really stepping on their toes, when they become uncomfortable and they're authentic with themselves, me personally, that's the only way that a person can move forward in any situation, whether it be personal, business, or, or, or whatever. But you have to be willing to, to become uncomfortable to move forward. As long as you're comfortable, you're going to sit stagnant. Okay. You, you know, I, 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 agree with, I agree with Trent on the comfort. Um, however, and I, and I think a lot of people kind of goes back to what we've been saying all along. We get to that place, and it's just what we know. And then we start to factoring in the time and how do I, how do I get out and what are people going to think. Um, but, Rodney, I was going to go into this and probably a good time to, to go into it. Um, Tony Tony Robbins, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of, of him, but he is a motivational speaker, and he has this thing where he talks about there are five stages when you are working to transform your life, and, and one being cessitation, I think it is. Um, and, and take, for example, say if you are, if you have a favorite meal, if you, if you have a favorite dish that is your all-time favorite, if you eat that meal, three times a day, every day, at some point, even though that's your favorite meal, you you like it, it's going to start to wear on you. It's going to start to not be so, um, I guess, inviting to you. The Mm -hmm. next phase is it's going to start to be dissatisfying to you. Although now, remember, this is your favorite meal. It starts to be now dissatisfying, which is the next, next phase. There's no real pain there. But it's just like, oh, I don't know if I really can eat this again today, which takes you into this thing called threshold. And that's where you are in the phase of no more. This is exactly how he explained it. It gets to the phase of no more. And inside that no more, that's where your reality, your truth lies, which is the next phase, the truth. In that, in that truth, that reality, if you're able to act, if you're able to act at that point, on that reality, I know what I know right now. I know what I know right now. I know that this is not working for me. I know that this has not worked for me. And I even know that it will not work for me. So what do I do? Here's that chance where you turn it on or you turn it off. And that's where the next phase, he says, there is an opening. And if you, are, if you act on that truth, if you are dis enough, to act upon that truth into that opening, that's where everything starts to unfold. And you start to you start to operate differently. You start to live differently. Many of us, we won't get to that point where we make that decision to jump into that opening. Because somewhere along the way, if you're in a relationship, somebody comes back and says, I'm sorry for the 20th time. Or you start to get fearful about, well, if I quit this job, what am I going to do? I only have X amount of dollars. So you get fearful of, what do I do so I stay here in this hell? So, again, I think a lot of it is comfort. A bulk of it is comfort. Also, and I think I shared this with you, Trent, um, when your pain pushes you pushes you until the vision pulls you, when you get mm-hmm. to a point, and I think that here, when your pain is so great until you know, I can't go back there. I will not go back there. But many of us choose to go back there 
for many reasons, of course, but I think a lot of them is because it's what we know. We're afraid of what people will think about us and our situation, and we're afraid of the unknown. Right. So we choose to just go back to what we know and live in our own hell. So in many cases, we create our own hell and we feed our own hell. But I'll tell you, everything, every answer, everything you need is within you. To deny Mm. that it is is to deny the great creator. It's just you don't tap into it long enough to get it. You let the world feed your mind and your soul and your spirit, and and, and it dictates when, where, and how. And this perception of that life keeps you in bondage, period. This perception of how your life should be keeps you in bondage. Why not turn it on and let this perception of what your life, why not create that life? Not Why not create enough habits, enough consistency, persistence with patience? And that's what mm-hmm. that means. When the pain, pain, the pain pushes you to that vision, pulls you, we just, we won't stay in that pain long enough to be pulled out of it. We run. Because, again, right. naturally we are, we zone out when pain comes, no matter how much it is or whether it's a relationship, naturally, you if if you if someone has hurt you and they come back and say, you know, I'm sorry, it's going to be better next time, da 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 da. Naturally, you want to go back because there's pain in even accepting that because you got to now take a chance on tomorrow. You right. have to really get to know yourself. You have to become unlearned and renew your mind based on who you are and the gift that God gave you. And you got to have some faith in what God gave you and what God said. He will do, and we lack it. Mm. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, man. No, go no, ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, and, and, and most folks, gonna... most folks, most folks get away from that. The last thing you said was the most important thing in everything that you said. You have to have some faith. And as I was looking at that movie, as I, I sat through, you know, while I was watching that movie. This brother kept talking about faith. This brother kept talking about the connection to God. He kept talking about it, his connection to God. That's, that's the only way we'll be able to actually push forward through any situation is, is that faith and, and knowing that, um, you know, you could push past something. I shared something on the conversation show about when I was going through some, some you know, some you know, a situation, I went into fasting. I think I shared it on the show as well. I went into, I went into fasting, and, and I just trusted God. But, you know, I fast and I exercise at the same time, and I came out on the right side of it. Clarity that I got in the answers, you know, that that, that, that I received was, it was, it was just it was phenomenal. A lot of folks don't, don't understand that. You have to tap into your inner self to get there. There's no magic trick to this stuff. There's no magic trick to these things, man. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You don't go and pray to the sun, to the east or to the west. There's no magic stuff in this. I'll tell you how I meditate, and just to let you guys in on, on a little bit of me. I meditate in my room, in the dark, with something covered over my eyes. And I meditate for two hours. No, no nothing, no movement, no, no nothing. The only thing that's blown is a fan. Connection is so, so phenomenal. Do I have all my answers when I'm done? 
So tapping into yourself is really an easy thing, man. You just have to get there. That's why, just like Chairman said, that's where all your answers lie within yourself. You can't find that in another human being. It just won't happen. I think you, you know what, you guys? Are... I was gonna... go, go ahead, Rodney. Go ahead, Tammy. No, I was just going to share I... something with with you guys about. I was I was out this Friday, and and this, I'm amazed how much um, how much emphasis people we even myself sometimes we put on books that we read and things that we get out of books. And this guy was sitting telling me about, you know, um, have you heard about The Secret, this book called The Secret, and and um, we have to renew our mind and do all these things. And I was like, that's no secret. I think I read that in, in the Bible. That's not a secret. And and most of the things <laughs> that we hear and say, even the things that we, I know that probably sounded really sarcastic, but my, my, my thought in that or my purpose in that is everything we my opinion, because not every the Bible is not for everybody, and that's that's your thing. For me, I get my peace out of it. I get my direction. I get I get so much from it, even about myself. But there is no secret. There's nothing. Even what we're telling you tonight, most of this stuff you know. You already know where you are. You already know where your no more is. You already know what you have accepted beyond beyond its time. As Rodney said, there's a time. And you know, we're not telling you anything yeah. new. We're not telling. You just have not gotten to that point in that opening, in that in that time of truth. You've not decided to jump in the opening. You've decided to go back to the threshold or to the dissatisfaction where you just kind of know, and I'm just going to sit here for a minute until somebody comes and gives me a reason to stay here. And you right. pick that reason, so you go back to the pain rather than the than the vision that you know, in most cases, is ahead. But you're fearful, right. just in case it's not. It's like that detour. It's like when you get stopped on your favorite road. Now you got a detour, and you're like, "What? Well, take the detour, because you just might you might see something greater. You might learn something. It might be a quicker route." But we are, don't let your fear stop you. In, in the midst of your no more, don't let your fear stop you. And stop looking. And another example for this guy saying, you know, about the secret. I'm like, there's no secret. God told me to do that. Tells you to do that long before. There's no secret. That wasn't a secret. But we jumped on that book because it's new. Somebody wrote it. But the word tells you being transformed <laughs> by the renewing of your mind. Yeah, let me talk about when, when you talk about fear, I, I like for me, I don't, you know, fear. I don't even address fear. You know, and this is for the listening audience. Peace has no limits. Peace knows exactly where it is at the time that it needs to be there. You just have to get to that peace. Peace has no limits. When you're in a peaceful state, you're gonna be moved by fear. You won't be moved by doubt. You won't be moved by anything because you know what you know because peace is within you. It's an inside job. It's an inside job. It won't be any closet of the mind. It won't be any uh, rational decisions or, or anything like that. Peace doesn't make, you know, peace doesn't make those crazy decisions. Peace doesn't have a chaotic mind. And where there's peace, God is residing within you. 
So I'm gonna get back to this. I'm gonna get back to this game. You guys guys have been on fire for the last couple of weeks here, man. I I feel like I got to put y'all on speed now. I just locked y'all into the phone. (laughs) We appreciate it, brother. Yeah. Good stuff, Tammy. Good hearing from you again. Thanks, Trent. Thank you, Trent. I'm going to... While we're on uh, that... That subject, Tammy. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to read Second Timothy one and seven, and it says, "For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind." And so, if you have a spirit of fear, understand God didn't give that to you. So, since God didn't give it to you, you don't need it, and you shouldn't want it. But what he did give you was the spirit of, he gave you power, he gave you love, and a sound mind. What other things do you need? What other things do you need? If you have those three things, I don't think you need any more. Because if you have power, that means you are in control. If you have power, you are in control. And I don't see any exceptions to the scripture. It just says, but of power, meaning that he gave you control. The only thing that God never gave man dominion over was another man or woman. That's the only thing he didn't give you dominion over. But even when he was creating man, he said, man will be over this, over that, over the animals, over the birds. He gave man dominion over everything. And even when Adam and Eve sinned, he didn't take it back. So if God is giving you power, if God is giving you control, why are you living under the power of somebody else. Why are you being controlled when God put you in control? You are in charge of your life. You are in charge of your mind. You are in charge of your heart. You're in charge. And if you are not living in control, then you are out of the will of God. And then it says he gave you the spirit of love. And there's another scripture that talks about how love conquers everything. So he puts you in control, and then he gave you another spirit that conquers everything and a sound mind. So he hey, gave Rodney, you. I think it's, it's, I think it's important for, for people to recognize, too, with what you're saying is how, how do you get – God gave you those things. Those things are available and so how do we not have those things daily? How do how do so many of us walk around powerless and so far from peace? And I, I, I really truly believe that we feel that with that there should be no suffering, that our lives should be just just easy going, nothing happening. Well what about Romans five and three when it says 
be bring glory into your suffering. And I'm just saying this my way because through the suffering, it produces perseverance. So mm-hmm. that to me, that's like equivalent to saying if I have a flat tire, if I'm driving, I have a flat tire. Guess what? If I have a spare, I'm okay. Let's deal with the flat tire. Let's mm-hmm. just let's get out. Let's take care of the flat tire and let's keep it moving. Because you know what? That flat just 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 as easy as you get angry and and think why why I have to have a flat tire? Why me? And da 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 da. Whether you focusing on I have a spare, I'm gonna get out and change this. For while you know, God could have saved your life from something up far above. God could have saved you from from crashing from a wreck. But we choose. So you make a choice as to which direction you're gonna go in your thinking. So just as just as easy as it is for you to choose to go back or to stay, you can make that same decision to go, to move forward, to allow God's perfect peace into your life. You could take that same flat tire situation, get out and say, thank you, God, that I have a spare. Thank you, God, for whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever the reason that you've allowed me to be on the side of this road with what I need, rather than thinking about, woe, it's me. Again, because you've you've allowed life to to tell you that life is is going is supposed to be perfect. Everything is supposed to be okay all the time. Well, how will you learn? How will you grow? How can God be glorified through through you and by you if everything is always perfect in your life? Do you think you'd really call on Him? We hardly call on Him now. Until that nine one one situation, and even then, we call as if he started the fire. And in most cases, we've started our own fires. Lack of disobedience. And he says obedience is better than sacrifice. So we want to sacrifice a little here and a little there. Well, I'm not. I'm. I'm not this bad. I'm not. I didn't do this, but I'm doing this. So see, that's why I say it's all. You think that it's everybody else's fault that you're here, or that you can't move on, or that you can't get out of here because someone did this to you, or someone said this to you, or my life wasn't this. Doesn't matter. When Rodney read those scriptures, there's no. I think he said it. There, there's no in between here. It doesn't say but. If you were molested, but if your parents weren't rich or not rich, but it doesn't say any of that. It doesn't disqualify you. You disqualify yourself with your perception, with your paradigm, with your lack of control over and in your life. Mm. So we have another caller. We have another one? Great. Pull them in. All right. So we're going to bring in our caller from area code 901. Last four digits are 2983. Caller, you're on the air. Hello, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm well. Uh, can you all hear me? I hope you can hear me well. Uh, I, you know, I was thinking while you was talking, on, you know, the uh, the scripture that says that um, in the book of Revelations, and uh, in the last part of the book of Revelations, and they overcame, and these are they that overcame Satan, the Antichrist, by the blood of the Lamb, and by their testimony, because they loved not their lives even unto death. Uh, and and that, that means you know when when it comes to suffering or or you know 
or were you, were you talking about, uh, you know, putting our lives to a point of uh, the stuff in this world shouldn't matter so much. We, we shouldn't get caught up so much in the things of this world. We shouldn't be looking in the world. We should be looking up instead of looking into the world, uh, for our, especially for our answers and our hope. For the Bible said, you know, we wait for that blessed hope and that blessed hope to appear from the sky. You know, and so, uh, and, and and I think oftentimes, because I look at the now, and I kind of kind of look at um, the church in the sense of of, of the twelve five, and uh, you know, you know, you you're a coward, or you got all your got courage, and 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 there's so many obstacles and issues in our community, and, and it seems like the church, it seems like you know, there there seems like even though. Like 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 it was in the day, they said they believed in God. Yet still, uh, you know, they they were they were hiding, they were cowards. Even though they said they had courage, they, they were showing cowards. And uh, the two spies who had faith showed had faith by their action. And uh, and it's unfortunate because I believe that because of so many individuals now believing that they you know they got to go to church every Sunday. And in uh, order to uh, renew and get their strength to be happy or to be, you know, encouraged or whatever, that's sad. Uh, and they also believe that that's the only way they're going to survive. You know, they, that they're saved. They could commit sin all through the week and then go to church on Sunday and ask for forgiveness and they cool and go back and do what they did Monday through Thursday and start all over again Sunday. You know, it's, you know, it's a routine. Uh, and, and because of that, they have not grown or gotten past the battle in which Satan has fallen in front of them. They have not overcome their own giant in their lives. And so, you know, it makes you wonder where is the church, where are the people, uh, where our community is, where are these individuals that are supposed to have courage standing up to take uh, uh, take leadership and try to help change and make a difference. Because I believe God right now, you know, the Bible says there's going to be a lack of a great calling away. And, uh, um, you know, outside the homosexuals who create their own church and they got their own Bibles, I mean, you know, you know, outside that great falling away, I, I wonder if the, the other individuals, even though they go to church on the Sunday, have they still not fallen away? Hmm. Hmm. So good. Um, Ron, Ron this, this, is, this is Tammy. Thank, thank you. for You've been a long time. Glad to have you back, and we'll have to still con- make sure we you, connect Tammy. soon. But, um. Yeah. You know, you talked about leaders and where are those great leaders. There, there are few leaders because the very, this is something I told the young people a few weeks ago, the, the, the most difficult person to lead is, is, or to learn to lead is the leading of oneself. And so I do, why don't we have those leaders? Because you, you can't lead me if I don't see you leading yourself. And that's what people, we fail to realize. We fought, we get these ideas of people and we create these great people based on what they've accomplished, what they've accomplished in this world, not in their hearts. Not that, not, we don't even think about has this, has, has a change taken place in this person, in this leader, in my husband, in my, my wife, or in this person I'm dating or my child. There has to be a change of heart that is directed, instructed by the Holy Spirit. We rarely hear, I'm going to say me, I'll say me, I rarely hear people talking about the Holy Spirit, rarely. What I hear now is that 
We don't talk about that because it spooks people out. Well, we need to be spooked. Maybe you need to be spooked into a change because that's the same thing that's going to help you when you get to that no more, when you are faced with the truth, which the word tells us the truth shall set you free. If that is the case, that's what I'm saying. There's no secrets around here. There's no new news. There's no new announcements that we need that we need to make. Most of us know everything we need to know. It's just that we are afraid to act upon it. We're afraid to be obedient because we want the world. Like you said, Ron, we want what the world has sold us and presents to us every day. We don't close our eyes to it. We don't guard our hearts to what we see on TV. Look how many people flock to I don't even know, Cookie, whatever the name of I can't even think of the name right. of the show. Look how many of us feed right. our minds with that mess. Right. And I, I'm sorry, I don't even make a, I don't, I won't even apologize to it. It is mess. And if you sit and watch it day after day after day, I guarantee you there are some people who go to church every day. But if they, if they moved, oh, I wish I could remember the name of the show. If they moved that show to, to church night, I guarantee you they'll, they'll, they'll choose that show but you got to understand when you're walking and trying to change your life you have to make sure that your vision what you are seeing complements your desire for your life if you get to a point where you can handle that then watch it but most of us are not well enough to watch that mess why because that's what the world has already said us Alcoholics don't 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 heal off of more alcohol. If you're trying not to be, if you're not try, if you're trying not to be in this world, then start feeding your mind with a good book rather than cookies. I mean, feed, read something that's going to elevate your soul and your spirit, so that when you read the book called The Secret, you don't think, "Wow, did you read that? This is awesome." No, I, I, it's not awesome because I already know this. And I got it from right. the Bible. Nothing, uh, that's right. Nothing new under the sun. Nothing right. new. Nothing new under the sun. I think this is why people are afraid of education. And I don't mean uh, going to school. Um, but I mean feeding their mind things that are going to enhance their intelligence. In, in, in all aspects of life, I think this is why people are afraid of education because education means you have to do things differently. Educating yourself means that wow. means that you might not be able to do things the way Mama said to do them. It means that you might have to get away from those things that you've been doing for twenty or thirty years or even more. And I think that's why people would rather live in the dark than to take one step. Into the light Because with knowing Means that you are now Required to change Because people really think That if I say that I don't know Then that gives me a pass It does not Because you don't have to know That that somebody has An STD To get that STD So saying I didn't know Excuses me Is It's not realistic But we are afraid To pick up a book That is going to give us Some new information Or we're afraid 
to do things differently because if I do things differently or if I actually learn the truth, if I learn the truth, I am now required to make different decisions. I'm not going to say better. I'm going to say different. Now I have to make different decisions. Where I used to party every Friday and Saturday night, now I'm required to be in the house at a decent time. But see, we're afraid to do that. You, 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 you talk to people who go to church on a regular basis, right? Many of them have never read the Bible for themselves. Right. Right. Or when they read the Bible, they read the Bible with the pastor's voice in their head. Right. Right. Not with their not with their own understanding, not with God in in, in their hearts, but they read it with the pastor. Why? Because that's what they're hearing on a regular basis. And so that interpretation is what they're reading it with. Because the Bible is very clear. The scriptures are very clear. And so if you read it and do exactly what it says, then you'll you'll be fine. But, see, people don't build relationships with God. They build relationships with other people, and they confuse the two. Because I can tell you, when I was when I was growing up, and even as a young adult when I was in college and, 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 you know, and all of that, and I was in college until I was 25, but my thing was I was always, my, my thought was always, what is this person going to say? Not what the Bible said, not what God said, but what is, what is this person going to say? What is the pastor going to say I make this decision? So I was worried about how I was going to be viewed and judged by people. And that was how I lived my life. And let me tell you, I was very miserable. But now I make my decisions based on what I know that mm-hmm. had nothing to do with anybody else. Let me tell you, when, when I when I gave up my membership in the church, I got real close to God. Because there were no distractions, there were no disruptions, there were there, there was no interference. And so when I read the Bible, I actually got an understanding, and I was like, "Whoa!" It scared me. It scared me. Mm-hmm. Revelations that I got when there were no more interferences, and, and and what was bad was, I was trying to go back because it, it was so uncomfortable. It was so scary. I was like, "Man, not." Mm, I would rather just be just be in this in this place over here, but the, but would would you know that God would not al- allow it to happen? And the reason was, now that I knew, even though it was uncomfortable and scary, I couldn't I couldn't turn around and go back because what was I going to do now? Because now if I go back, now I have to live in this place knowing. That it ain't right And I think that's what people are afraid of People are Like we we are afraid Of a better life We're afraid of the truth We're afraid To live happily ever after Because Hey Rodney why, why do you think people are 
Rodney, why do you think people are afraid of the truth? Like, why do you why? I, I think you've answered that, but I really want to go over that again. Why why do we avoid the truth so much, even though we know it? In most cases, why do we avoid acknowledging that we know it? Well, one, one, Tammy, one, one. If if I avoid the truth, then that means I I really believe in my heart that I'm gonna get away with saying, "Hey, I didn't know." Mm. And I'm gonna okay. tell everybody listening to this call that is not true. And then the other mm-hmm. thing is, we have we have low self esteem, and so mm-hmm. since everybody else is avoiding the truth and afraid of the truth, I'm going to do it too because guess what? At least I can live in harmony with 90% of America because everybody else is avoiding the truth too. So it's easy for us to say, you know what? I'm just going to live live with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Because we don't want to, we don't want to face the fact, just like um, I, I, I've said this a number of times, if you if you listen to the pastor or whoever, and then you actually go read the Bible for yourself, you will be very confused because what the pastor saying ain't lining up with what's in the Bible. And people always say God gives everybody a different interpretation. No, He doesn't. God said everybody has a different measure of faith. He didn't say everybody has a different measure of interpretation. But see, if I tell you that everybody has a different everybody has a different interpretation, I can manipulate you. Because see, when I tell you this is what the scripture means, you can't tell me that I'm not telling the truth because I'm telling you, well, this is the way God gave it to me. No, it's very simple. And then, like you said, Tammy, the answers are already in you. I remember watching Eddie Griffin do a stand-up, and he was saying, nobody had to tell you it's wrong to kill your mother. You were just born knowing that. Like, like, unless you are just mentally insane, the thought never crosses your mind, like, I want to harm this person, you might get mad at her and maybe like, you know what, Jesus, help me today. But you know that that's wrong. There are certain things that nobody ever had to tell you. You just knew it was wrong. Because oh, the, answer, the answers are already there. The answers are already there. But the problem is we don't want the answers. We don't want the answers. We want we want to do what everybody else is doing, and so you can't. In, in, in those regards, how can you say no more? How can you say I'm not going to be fearful or live in guilt or lie to myself or be uh, or feel unworthy? You can't. As long as you avoid the truth, you cannot. Tamari will tell you we we were. Um, when we got married, we had about 29 days to find, to, to, to find a place to live. And she even said, 
well, maybe we shouldn't go on the honeymoon. I said, well, you can stay here. I'm going. <laughs> because, see, I wasn't worried about it. Now, what was what was scary was, for me, I'm always, like, I'm I'm always okay. I'm fine. Like, I'll sleep on the park bench. Like, it just doesn't matter to me. But I'm like, ah, uh, I got a wife that's like, I can't think like that. But what I told to Mary was the way that things have always worked out in my life is that some kind of way it works out. God has always come through. And so when we came back, we made a couple phone calls, and I want to say about a week after we had been back, we were moving. But there was no sleep lost. Because why am I worried about it? Because I know that in the Bible it says don't pray for certain things. The things that you need, don't even pray for them. Because the same because the same way your father on earth would give you things, why wouldn't your father in heaven give them to you? But see, we don't know these things. And so we worry and we panic, and it's like, what are you going to do about it anyway? Walking around in fear, how is that changing your situation? Walking around in doubt, walking around worry, how does that change your situation? It it really hinders the situation and keeps keeps us there. And, and, And if people will think about just your own perception and your understanding and your faith, in God, just based on what you know about God, do you apply that in your life, or do you do you feel that that same power as Rodney talked about earlier, that same power, the peace that surpasses all? Do you feel that that is available to you? And if you do, do you live your life in such a state that it says that you do, that it speaks of your your belief, your faith in the creator, the one who, again, makes the sky blue, the wind blows, and just the creation of this world feeds the animals that we, that we don't take care of. If, if, if after all of that you know, if after everything that you know to be true or that you say you believe, when I, when I look or when you look at your own life, does your movement, does your actions, does your words speak that power, speak that faith? Or does it speak fear, defeat, inadequacy? What does it speak? You know, I think we got on the subject of, of, of jobs. I, mean, I guess that was on the show. I don't know. I need to stop talking so much, I guess. But um, about go, going on on a job, going on an interview, we should go in as if, do I want to work here? Not if I want you to hire me. Not if it's your choice to hire me or not, but are you suitable for my presence? Is there an assignment here for me, whether than how much you're going to pay me or feeling, going in desperate? You are a child of God. Walk in like I came to get my job. I came to interview you to see first if I want to work here. And so, see, when you get when you walk with this pres- with this 
presence in your life and this confidence. Why? Because, number one, you have renewed your mind. You are not conformed to this world. You are operating in the spirit. And when I tell you guys, if you don't think that there's a spirit world, then you, you probably don't need to go to church until you go, go home, read your Bible, and figure it out. There is such a thing as a spirit realm. There's a spirit world that guides you, that, that directs you, that leads you, that gives you understanding. When you're in that place of no more, because, again, just because you decide to do God, it doesn't mean there are not going to be days where you are challenged and days of suffering. It just That's means, right. like, with the, with the flat tire, when you get that flat tire, you recognize, I got a spare. I'm, I'm, I'm Gucci with this, as the young people say. I'm good. Let's pull over. Let's get this tire on, and let's get back to moving. That, this only means that you operate differently, that you know that nothing, nothing Nothing and no one can move you. And to be out of this world, if if so be it, is to be with your father, your creator. And so we operate in the spirit of fear. What is your no more tonight? What is it? What are you going to do with this show? For those of you who come and listen to us Monday after Monday after Monday, has your life changed? Are you making better decisions? Because we don't bring you trash. So if you come here, if you are listening, if you stayed on this show tonight, a topic like this, what are you going to do with this information that you already knew? What are you going to do with it? Next Monday, when Rodney and I are back here, how, how are you going to be different? What, are, what will you be able to say to us next Monday? What did you do different from today until next Monday? Did your life change? Because, see, if you're just going to come, just like some of us go to church, hey, hallelujah, I went to church today because that's what we do on Sunday. And we go back, as somebody said tonight, and we go back to life as usual. No changed heart, no changed mind, nothing about our actions change. So if, if that's what's happening and you're coming here, you might need to stop listening to us and take action. So what are you going to do with this information? When you get into your your site tonight, when you get off this call, if you're if you're serious about this, you should not be able to sleep. Write down your no mores. And then write down under your no mores what area in your life. If it's fear, if your no more is no more fear, what has that fear tampered with in your life? Put, categorize those things and pick one and you start to operate in, a, in the spirit of faith and peace and power. And then tell us next Monday, how did it work for you? Because the other stuff is not working for the people that I see that most of the world has tapped out and they think they're in. So mm. once again, Rodney, said, Rodney we said we weren't going to Beyond tonight, and we are both tired. I I literally almost called Rodney and said I can't do this because I just did a little <laughs> bit too much. This I'm t- I mean literally, and he reminded me it was a holiday. We said that Rodney before the air, but we have gone an hour and forty minutes. Why? We're not paid to do this. Why? Because there we like we we it, we it's in us. It's what we love. 
And it's, it's because we, we're about you dying to live. Your no more is about dying to live. And when you choose to go back on the other side of that no more, you, you've chosen death, not life. But you serve a powerful God who, who brings you, who, who's here to bring life and more abundantly. So we contradict the word of God in the way we live, in the way we speak, in the way we believe, in the way we see, in the way we act. And then we, we think that when we get to the no mores, there's supposed to be answers there. All right. Romans 12 and 2 tells us don't, be, don't conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It doesn't stop there so that you will be able to test and approve, test and approve God's will, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So if you're in the middle of a no more and you're not able to do that, you are part of this world. You have not transformed your mind. That's why you choose death. That's why you choose hell. That's why you choose your past and your situations and your circumstances. You don't jump in the moment of truth. You don't operate in the moment of reality and truth. So here we are again, Rodney, two hours, two hours into a show that we were not going to do. <laughs> I do want to I do want to say this real quick, Tammy, um, and then I'll turn it back over to you uh, and, and our guest. I believe our, our guest is still on, on the line if he has final comments. Uh, but I do want to say this to those of you guys out there listening. Um, we really do appreciate you guys uh, coming on with us um, every Monday. And uh, I was thinking about this tonight um, just because I know – uh, that Tammy and I, uh, as she just said, were both like really tired. I was literally like at seven something uh, Eastern time. I sat on the uh, couch because I was like, I don't know what happened, but I just got really tired, like out of nowhere. <laughs> and so I sat on the couch, and uh, Tamari asked me, "Was I okay?" And I said, "Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just tired, so I'm just trying to like relax before the show starts." And uh, we know that that's not just the case for us. We know that you guys are, are working, you guys are busy, you guys have families, you, you guys have things going on in your lives too, and it really means a lot to us uh, to have your support on Monday nights because, um, you know, you could be watching Monday Night Football. Um, a couple of weeks ago, you could have been watching the uh, debate um, you guys could be in the bed. I mean, you could be doing a lot of different things, but um, what what always means a lot to us is that we have your support um, on Monday nights. And um, I always, always remember the people who who were there in, in those times that nobody wasn't. And Anytime I'm doing an event, I always say, where are my people? Because I want to promote my people. I want my people who uh, who have a who have a, a, a business or a product, you know, or service. I want to put those people out there and give them a chance to, to, to be successful. Um so we we definitely uh do appreciate you guys. And uh Tammy, this, this, this scripture came to mind. Um, 
as you were talking, and I'm going to turn it back over to you. Uh, but it says, it's Philippians, the fourth chapter, and the seventh verse, and it says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. And if mm. you recall, like another scripture in the Bible, it says, In all you're getting, get understanding. Mm. So that's how important understanding is. But it says, The peace of God, passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So ask yourselves, as you do what Tammy just instructed you to do, write down your no more. Do you have the peace of God? Because if you don't have the peace of God, it's going to be hard for you to conquer those no mores. Uh, Tammy? Um, is our caller still on before? Ron, did you have anything you wanted to share before? Well, I mean, well, listen, I, I just hope and I hope and I hope that uh, the people listening will be encouraged and will um, realize that they are stronger than they assume they are. Uh, they never voice sometimes of doubt may may get to the ear uh, and that uh, that they can't do. Uh, uh, you got to have faith in this in this world to step forward and fight battles. And, and not be afraid to to lose on and win, but but nevertheless, then get up. No matter if you fall, get up and fight the battle. You know, and uh, because the battle said, uh, you know, this, the battle is not given to the swift, nor um, and nor 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 the uh, nor you know nor the one too strong. I know I'm paraphrasing that, but but we need to uh, be, be warriors in the sense of uh, because we got young people that are looking at us. And so we we need to set good examples, and uh, and that that's it. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Ron. thank you, thank you, thank you. Ron, do you want to tell the people? I know that you have things going on, and it's been a minute since we've heard your voice. So you want to tell them about five shots? Uh, just anything you want to share with them about what you're doing, what you have going on? Well, you know, right now we're just doing what we've uh, we, we're trying to help out. We, we, we're coming coming to find out that there are more and more young people, not just young people, but more people, uh, especially that that in the city and Memphis working with have ideas, and but they don't they don't have uh, the money to um, you know to get the paperwork done and you know to go to lawyers and and, and, and to pay the lawyers to, to to start their own companies. So what we've been doing is doing like workshops. Uh, we, you know, we we uh, been helping people and show them how to uh, start their own companies. Uh, and uh, you know, with websites to go to. And of course, now we know by doing that we're making some lawyers mad. <laughs> <laughs> but, but nonetheless, uh, I mean, some people out here they have ideas, but they don't have the money to uh, pay the four or five hundred thousand dollars to start a company. And then, uh, and then, you know, uh, and uh, and that's wrong. Anyway, uh, and uh, and all, and most all of it is paperwork anyway. And uh, and all they got to do is go on the internet and, and you know look up the IRS website how to you know apply for an EIN identification uh, application and fill it out. Uh, to go to the state capitol and look up how to uh, and, and download the PDF for a charter and fill out that information and, and you know send in a filing fee. Uh, go to uh, to the Department of Justice website and look up how to, uh, you know, to find get a, a federal guns number and uh, after you get your EIN number and, and that kind of thing. So 
so that's that's basically we have, man, we we're trying to uh, empower our young people because they have ideas and we need and they need to uh, you know be creative now and not let uh, it, the school system or or, or streets or other individuals stifle and or steal their ideas and take those ideas from them while they're young. We we we're trying to you know help promote them and encourage them to go forward. So that that's basically what we're working on right now. Okay, good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, thank you as, as always, Ron. Thank you for chiming in with us tonight, and you brought some great points, so we do appreciate it. And and uh, just thank you for doing what you do. And I hope that we've challenged some people to do to do more. And it and it begins with you guys. I know we've maybe beat you up a little bit tonight in some of our sayings. It, it, at least it kind of feels that way. But you have you have to. You have to be allow yourself to be to kind of be hurt a little bit to know the truth to get in to use that moment of pain to move you to move you because through suffering and the word tells you that perseverance you gain so much and that's what that's what I, I love about this quote so much about the when the pain pu- the pain pushes you until the vision pulls you and sometimes that's why we keep going through the same stuff, the same cycles, we, we, we continue to see or visualize the same things or our perception of those things are the same because we continue to be caught up with dodging the pain, getting out of the pain rather than enduring it and allowing it to work itself out to where you're able to clearly see the vision. And people without vision... I mean, what what is your life without vision and hope? What is your life? It's nothing. It's the same old thing. It's the world. It's the world. So I'm challenging you. Rodney and I, we are challenging you, especially those who who have been with us. I logged on tonight um, about 7.50, I guess, and my cousin from Atlanta was already on. And it brought tears to my eyes because she is the one. Is she still on tonight? I don't know. Let's see here. You guys, she has. She is my cousin from Atlanta, Diane. She has followed and been with me since the beginning. And many times, Rodney will tell you as well, we come on and she's already there waiting. I was actually talking about her to a friend of all the changes she's made in her life and I'm so proud of her. She's just she just took control of her life. I don't know if if how much we had to do with that, but I can say she has been a part of this show Monday after Monday after Monday. And the fact that she's on before we are on says we don't I don't have to remind her. She's not on Facebook. I don't have to send her a text and remind her to be on this show. Why? I think because her goal is to take control of her life, to do her. And you have to be willing to be selfish if that's the proper word for it. I I hate that word when it comes to taking care of yourself because I think that's part of what got us into this this frenzy where taking care of you should be the last thing you think about when it really should be the first. Because you can only do for me what you've done for yourself. You you can only make me as peaceful as you are peace. 
And I referenced that. I think about be the change you want to see in the world. I just really went into to, to search mode about that quote because when I was speaking to the kids, I was that was coming from one that was one area that I was coming from, and this came from Gandhi telling a mother to take the child back because what that what that mother was asking him to do for this child was something that he had he was having issues with and had not been able to master to to get over or out of that. And so how awesome is that for someone to tell you I can't help you with that because I'm struggling with that. Let's go let's let's do this another way or come back. Let me see how I do with getting through that. But so often we pretend we don't have those struggles. Even in the midst of where I am today, and I feel like I've come a long way, there's still days that I struggle. There's still areas that I struggle in. But guess what? I'm conscious now. I'm aware. I'm aware of what I want, who I am, and where I want to go. And because of that, I know what does not support that vision. I have vision for my life. I have expectations for my life. And either you come in my life and you're a part of that or you're not, whether you are a person, place, situation, or thing. I'm going to endure that pain until my vision pulls me out of it, period. And are you willing? Are you willing to show up in your life? Are you willing to say no to the things and the people that you real, that your flesh wants? Are you willing to say no to those things? And yes to the things that feed your soul and feed your spirit. I look at some of the people in the timeline, the things that they like and the things that they don't like. The things that they don't like tell me more about them than the things that they do. It's like Rodney said, you are, by any means necessary, you're going to avoid knowing or, or acting like you know. Because see, if you like it, that means you're admitting that I got this. I got the message in this quote. I, I'm aware now. But if you act like you didn't see it, then you don't have to explain when you don't do it. So that's what we mean when we say you have the answers. You always have. There's no newness in this information. There's no secrets out here. Everything has been told. Ron, I call it that there's nothing new under the sun. Nothing. Nothing. So... Rodney, I'm going to turn it back over to you. People, remember the Discovering Character Workshop. I'll have more details for that. I'll have solid details next Monday for sure. Um, so if you know someone here, uh, let them tell them, get in touch with me. Or um, And if you want us to come do this in your area for your church, for your for a school, or whatever the case may be for your organization, let us know because it is, it is very powerful. Um, but we'll have more information next. Monday. Rodney, back to you, and thank you to everyone that tuned in and stayed with us tonight. Thank you. Tammy, I'm going to end this show with a very popular poem uh, written by Mary Ann Williamson, and it says, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. 
It's not just in some of us. It is in everyone. And as we let our light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. This has been another episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. Timmy and I want to thank you guys for tuning in with us and hanging on for two hours. We hope that you guys have a blessed week. And next Monday is not a holiday, so we are sure we will be on with you. Good night, everybody. Oh, uh-huh.